let's talk about helping people. Specifically, helping people who are trying to abstain from drugs, alcohol, whether that be complete abstinence or partially, right? If someone wants to stop doing heroin, that's it. Okay. If you want to be completely abstinent, okay. Let's just talk about it in general. I've been sober a number of years since 2014. It's now 2024. I've helped a number of people since getting sober, both with mentoring people through a process, which is a very intimate process. It's a very long process. And I say that to say I can only help a couple of those people at one time. I've also just answered calls. I've also just met up with people to help them with whatever's going on. Stayed longer at certain meetings to talk with people. I've helped a number of people. Too many to count. Too many to remember. Just know it's been a lot. I used to be extremely pushy. And what I learned over the years from helping people is, number one, you can't fix somebody. You can't help somebody who doesn't want to be helped. And I don't mean that in an asshole kind of way or in a dick kind of way and where you would just brush people off. That's not what I'm talking about. I do believe that that's part of a problem. But what I mean is in the sense of managing expectations. So if I hop on a call with somebody or I walk through some somebody through a process and they're just, they're understanding and, and whatnot, but they're not doing anything different, ultimately that desire has to come from that individual to actually do something about whatever it may be. Right? I may spend 20 minutes on a phone call Okay, that's a third of an hour, and there's 24 hours in a day. That individual spends a lot more time by themselves than they do on a phone call with me, okay? So what happens when they call me back and it's the same issue? Okay, well, what didn't they do? And are they willing to actually do something about it? Can I convey the importance of if nothing changes, nothing changes? The issue is we're dealing with something called drug addiction and alcoholism. And if nothing changes, it could be fatal. That's a lot of responsibility being on the other side of the phone, being the person who's receiving that phone call. It's a lot of responsibility. It is a very delicate process I've seen people have ego trips or whatever when it comes to helping people ah this person just doesn't get it we'll have this 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 and that okay whereas it is 100% on that person to change I completely believe that we have a responsibility so if that person, whoever it may be, is calling and asking 
you or me for help, what am I to do? Helping people has to be just the hardest thing I've ever done because I've tried to help. Like I've made attempts. I've been available. I've created a very supportive environment for individuals so that they know they can call me because it's very obvious that when people are struggling and maybe they get high again or whatever, you know, they feel like they're alone. They feel like it's not possible or whatever. And I try to convey that it is. We're dealing with something that's fatal. We're absolutely dealing with something that's fatal. Someone told me, I won't name his name, but somebody told me one time very early on in recovery, don't try and make somebody understand something. Because I would sit in the rooms of recovery or I'd talk to uh, my mentors or whatever, and I just I just wanted to understand it. I just wanted to be like them. I just wanted to understand what they were saying so that I could be that too. And that was incredibly hard. It was It was hard to retain all that information. A lot of this is new information, even if you've been sober for a little bit or on the path of recovery, whatever that looks like for you you're still going to receive new information all the time. And I was told, don't make them understand. They will remember how you made them feel. Okay. So whenever I'm talking to somebody, how can I try my best to give direction, provide information, share my own experience to the point where they feel like it's possible, whatever it is. Sobriety, overcoming a certain situation, maybe somebody's going through a breakup, maybe somebody is in a deep depression and they've been sober for a number of months or years or days or weeks or minutes. How can I make them feel like it's possible? How can I make them feel like there's hope? Because I can provide a couple steps of direction and then they can implement it or whatever. They're not going to implement it if, if they don't think that it's possible. They may not implement it at all due to a lack of hope, due to a lack of uh, real genuine intention and willingness. No, no, no. I think that list goes on. and I think that's going to be a, a question that we just continue to ask is why didn't so-and-so do it. I think a lot of people remember back before they got sober or tried any method of recovery why why they didn't do it themselves. So there's some relatability there. So what can we do in the meantime? What can we do for each individual when we understand how delicate of a process it is and how fatal a result it could be if we don't take any responsibility and at least try our best. So what does try our best look like? Number one, got to get rid of this fucking shame shit. If somebody doesn't stay sober, guess what they still are? They're still a fucking human being. Through and through. They just got some shit going on. 
there's no need to make anybody an outcast and not deliberately by maybe spreading rumors or gossiping or whatever, but holy shit, man. Check in on people. Call people. See how they're doing. Answer that phone call if they just need to talk. Don't try and steer that in any kind of direction. Maybe just let them know that you're still here. Create a safe environment. I had a guy who got hooked on heroin. I don't remember what pills he was doing. I'll leave his name out of this too. But we, so he moved back to where he lived and he FaceTimed me like once a week. <laughs> and he just kept saying, yeah, I'm still getting high. Yeah, I'm still getting high. But this was my friend. I didn't just get off the phone with him. I had these conversations with him, bullshitting with him, because he's another human being who just happens to be struggling a little bit, maybe with drug addiction currently. But there's so many other things to relate with or converse about, even if it's just hanging out over the phone or whatever it may be. Then he got hooked on heroin, and he told me. He FaceTimed me. See, so, yeah, I'm on, I'm on that brown now. I was like, God damn. Okay. Uh, pretty serious news. About a week later, or I'm sorry, a month later, he goes to treatment in my hometown. Actually, where I worked, or worked at the time. I go pick him up. I meet him in Fort Worth with his dad, and I take him the rest of the way. I truly believe that my role in that was very minimal, but nonetheless impactful. If I could be a glimmer for somebody, if I can remind somebody that, yeah, man, maybe I'm sober, um, but, like, I still love you, like, nothing changes, maybe they'll keep that in the back of their mind. That guy today is not completely sober, but he's happy. He's got a daughter. He's got a job. He is no longer doing heroin, pills, or any of that other bad shit that he was struggling with. He's not doing any of that. And he lives a completely different lifestyle. And what did I do? I answered his FaceTime once a week for him just to <laughs> tell me that he's still doing drugs and only chop it, about, chop it up about some other shit, whatever that looked like that week. It's important to remember that these people are humans too. It's important to remember that every bit of our action and our tone and our voice and the way we look at people has an impact. It's either going to be positive or negative. And one thing I can tell you is that you will never know what that means to them. You will never know how maybe abrupt you were can stick in the back of somebody's mind and think that option's closed for me. I don't want to go back there because I don't want to be like that. I don't feel supported, whatever it may be. You have no idea. You have no idea how your positive actions affect somebody and how long they'll remember that and what impact that may have 
later. Ultimately, humans are humans, man. And I think we have a responsibility, not a greater responsibility than the individual who's asking for help, but nonetheless, we have a responsibility and it has to be loving. You have to remember that these are people too. No matter what their current circumstances are, there has to be love involved. There has to be availability involved. There has to be some understanding involved. And that has to continue on. Why not? I mean, it's either that or, or don't answer the call. And if that's something that you wanted to do too, okay, whatever. That's your choice. But it's so crucial and in a very delicate relationship when somebody asks you for help you have to remember that everything you do everything you say is extremely impactful to a degree for that individual that you will never understand and we're dealing with a situation with a disease that is fatal that have taken the lives of a lot of fucking people yeah let's do some math so a 2021 statistic said that 223 people a day died from accidental overdose okay multiply that by 4 let's assume every drug addict that passed away from accidental overdose had a mom, dad grandparent and an aunt. Right. So every day, 892 people that were on the sidelines were affected by that loss. Now let's think that that same drug addict had eight friends total. Okay. So 1,784 friends were affected by the loss of that person. So that means 2,676 people that weren't that person who passed away are affected daily by the loss of that person. This is just in 2021. This problem has gotten worse. You multiply that by 365, almost a million, 976,740 people were affected by the loss of that person. This problem goes way deeper than just the drug addict. Every time you try and help somebody, you're also helping the family, potentially. You're helping the people that are close to them. In 2021, around 81,000 people died from accidental overdose. And if you just multiply that by the four family members and the other eight friends that we had mentioned, multiply that by 12, 976,740. So when you think about that, ask yourself, what am I doing for other people when they reach out? What am I doing for other people when they don't reach out? What kind of responsibility do I really have? Think about that.